0: Welcome back to the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. It's Melissa Joy here today celebrating Thanksgiving week with a very special podcast. I'm so pleased to be joined by Lisa Baker. Lisa is an integrative nutrition health coach who supports women burning out in mission-driven work to eat their way back, that's E-A-T trademarked, to health so that they can be well while doing even more good in the world. She got her health coach certification from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and an AAS in Culinary Arts at the Cooking and Hospitality Institute of Chicago. Lisa lives in an empty nest in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and is passionate about health and happiness, education and empowerment, and soul, soul food. Lisa, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: I'm so glad you're here, and I thought before we got started, we're going to be focusing as we kick off the holiday season on the relationship between health and wealth and how good health and wealth um, have some of the same characteristics um, for approaches, but I thought we could spend a minute for you to just introduce yourself and the work that you do and, and how you got started.
1: Sure. Yeah. I would love to. Um, How I got started is a funny story. We don't need to go that far back. Let's just, I'll just give you a teaser and say that my first career was teaching Mandarin Chinese. So go. Oh, perfect. Total segue. (laughs) It makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah. I came to health coaching from the culinary world. I really uh, was all excited about uh, cooking and teaching people how to cook from scratch. And uh, then I started realizing, oh, there's a little bit more to health than just the food we put in our mouths and uh, the style of health coaching that I practice is called integrative nutrition because we treat the food as important, but we still call it secondary. And so our primary foods are things like career, relationships, how much sleep you're getting, physical activity. Do you have a spiritual practice? How's your financial health? (laughs) So all of these things that can really nourish us or have the potential to be really toxic in some ways. I think for so many
0: people, you can say, I've got control over this one part of my life. And I, you know, m- maybe it's your career or-, or maybe it is your money. And then everything else feels chaotic or out of control. And when we've spoken in the past and met each other, I've seen that like integrative, comprehensive kind of whole life approach, which just speaks to me as a financial planner. You can have your money completely in order and
1: be miserable. Um yeah. same I'm sure with nutrition and health. Um not, yeah, I'm totally yeah. sure. <laughs> and you're really touching on something that's very central. I mean, if there was one principle of integrated nutrition, it's bioindividuality. And that is what works for me may not work for you. My kale might be your kryptonite. And I think that's really true with financial success too. Like you have to define that for yourself it's not about keeping up with the Joneses. It's about what is, what feels like lack to you, what feels like sufficiency and what feels like abundance. Oh my gosh. And it's going to be different for every person on the planet. We're all unicorns.
0: Yes. You are describing the very challenging pursuit of contentment, right? So the world tells you who you should be, what you should be. You're taking cues from everyone around you and those externalities you know, don't necessarily feed your soul as you were talking about, as we were talking about in your bio on
1: one of my least favorite words, which is should I have clients who actually slap their hands over their mouths. When that word comes out, they're like, Oh my God, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I always tell them, you know, stop shooting all over yourself. It is not about anything you should do because somebody else tells you that's what you should be eating, drinking, how you should be sleeping, how you should be working out. It's not about that. And that leads directly into the conversation we're having today about a system. Yes. Well, I want to take some time to dive into that system
0: and then maybe we can have a few kind of tips for the holiday season. Cause I've already heard, you know, people talking about a lot of those shoulds, right? Like I know, you know, like it's, we just got done with the candy at Halloween and now we're moving into a high stress time for me as not a culinary expert. Um, Thanksgiving oh, I'm hosting yes. this year, but, um, and that is not my comfort zone. Um, mm. but let's, let's dive into the process first, um, uh, because your process, um E-A-T really speaks to me. So can you give us an introduction? Because I know this is um, fundamental to the work that you do.
1: Absolutely. Yes. And what's not to love about a process that's abbreviated EAT, right? <laughs> like I say, <laughs> eat in. your way to help. <laughs> so the, the letters stand for engage, align, and transform. And what that really, you know, if we were to expand a little bit on it, what it means is exactly what I was talking about just before this, which is. We're going to engage your inner wisdom because each, each person has intuition. And I have so many women I work with who are like, oh, no, but I'm not intuitive. It's like, OK, I'm going to show you that you are. All right. So here's how I'm going to tell you. We are. We. Um, we're in Michigan and it's, um, starting to get really cold and it can be really bitterly cold here and so dark let's imagine, <laughs> and dark. Let's imagine that I've invited you over for dinner and it's bitterly cold and you show up and I say, oh my gosh, my heating is broken, but that's okay. I'm so, I've made you this beautiful salad for dinner and you think salad, really? I would like something hot, right? So what is your reaction? Whoa, salad. And you kind of lean away or even back away from me. Like, are you nuts? if I offer you salad in the middle of the summer, when it's blazingly hot, you'll probably lean in and say, oh, that sounds great, right? And we don't think about it, but our body is actually showing us by leaning in or leaning out what we want. And you can use this in any way, shape or form you want. It's not just for food. So, you know, you can talk about what would it look like for you, Melissa? If you're talking to a client and, you know, you make a recommendation, of what to do with their finances, very often they probably have a reaction, right? For sure. Oh, that sounds great. Or I could never do that, right? (laughs) But then we go on and we we ignore that voice and we go along with something because somebody else told us we should do it. Now, hopefully they're going to take your advice because it's excellent. However, you get the point, which is we dismiss that. We don't think of ourselves as intuitive, but we really are. So we can look outside ourselves for all of the, you should do this. You should do that. Ultimately the decision has to feel right for you in your gut. So that's the engage part of it. So I have a lot of women who come to me and say like, Oh, should I be keto? Like, should I be plant-based and what's the best way to eat? Well, the best way to eat is what speaks to you. It's not what your doctor told you necessarily. It's not what the guru du jour tells you necessarily. It's not that book you read, that website you found. Take that advice and digest it. Think about it. Does that feel right? Because if it doesn't feel right, try something else.
0: You know, that's uh, in the financial world too, there's certain, you know, people aren't keto keto or vegan. They're I follow the Dave Ramsey method or yes, Susie exactly. Orman or I'm a Boglehead, right? So um, You've
1: got those, you've got those gurus too, right? I always a lot of my women are are over 40, so they're like hitting perimenopause. and a lot of them are like Gwyneth Paltrow. And I'm like, Gwyneth Paltrow is an expert because she went through it, not because of anything else, you know? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And so having a coach that really
0: gets to know you so that you're heard in the relationship versus all of those, you know, movements that you describe or um kind of personas are speaking at people. They're not speaking with and to, to people yes. in a conversation. So that's I the advantage that. of health coaching and the work that you do or the work that we do where we're not just going to put you into, this is how we do things without your voice. And and yeah. that engages really, you're, you're addressing people's voice and that you you deserve to honor your voice and to know it because so many right. people don't have the space to even find what they think.
1: Right. And I, so many, so many clients, you know, I ask them like, well, well what do you want to do? Th- they don't know what to say. They're like, nobody has asked them that question in probably three years.
0: <laughs> and what so I hear from your intuition is that you, you are giving people confidence in what is going on you know yeah. between their ears. Um, yes. And so so many people need to hear that because in a world where information is pummeling you day to day, information with a lot of opinion and a lot of bravado yeah. um, that having someone that a way to give you space to build your personal confidence yeah. is a scarce resource. We need it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And, and just that sway test, like does, does something I suggest make you lean in or does it make you back away? Listen to that. Listen to that intuition. Stop, stop saying you're not intuitive. Your body's telling you what it wants. <laughs> well, I'm all in so far engaged
0: <laughs> and intuition. Yes. That's a yes. firm, like hundred percent affirmative for me. So then once you are engaging, then how, how do you use that intuitive power?
1: Right. So, you know, we think about goal setting. Uh, some people are not into goals, right? Some people prefer to say, oh, I'd like to set an intention and that's fine. Um, but the idea is that you have something that you're working towards, whether it's financial success or um, you know, a, a climb up the career ladder, or it's improving a relationship, or it's getting physically healthy. You have that intention. So then the next question is, you've identified what it is you really want deep down. It's like a value, like I want to be financially successful by what that means to me this is the kind of relationship I wanna have because this is what it feels like to me. This is what success feels like to me in any one of those areas. You've got that in your mind. The next question is, what are you doing on a daily basis to get there? Daily basis to get there. (laughs) Emphasis on every single day, some tiny little step. Because let's face it, every day you have a choice and you have many, many choices. So I like to say, you know, Apple or chocolate cake, binge Netflix, or do a workout. You know, these, these choices, we don't think about them like, but we face them all the time. So with my work, what I ask clients to do is, can you think about making the better choice 50% of the time? 50%, not 100, right? And what I like to say is, under-promise, And over deliver. So if you want to uh, start, let's say you want to run a marathon and you're a couch potato. If you tell me I'm going to run a mile every day this week, I'm going to say, yeah, no, you're not. You're probably not. But if you tell me you're going to walk around the block one time this week, great. Because when I check in with you a week from now and you say, guess what? I walked around the block. You can celebrate that as opposed to, I was going to run a mile every day and I didn't do any of it (laughs) because then you're beating yourself up. Like, why can't I do this? What's wrong with my willpower? So under promise, like if you're sitting on the couch every day, walking around the block once is a goal. And it's something that you can think about doing today. And then you can do it again tomorrow. And then you can do it the day after that. And maybe the next day you do it for a little bit longer. And so it's this idea that we, we tend to set these crazy intentions and goals and the result is we don't reach them. We beat ourselves up about it. Our inner voices are horrid to us and we don't want to, we don't want to do it. It's like, I don't want to do this because I'm mean to myself. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. And I know that um, I underlined two things when you started talking about the changes daily and tiny So, uh, you know, the daily intention versus the, just this month I won't drink alcohol or (laughs) this month I'm not doing any crazy spending, um, you know, that may work for some people in, in a, in a crisis or just a, a significant circumstance, you may need like kind of an austerity plan. I'm, I'm yeah. not saying I've never used yeah. that, but um, for most people, if you're starting trying to figure out an emergency reserves, instead of saying, oh, I'm going to get $30,000, you know, in six months, it's like, okay, how much can you have by the end of the next couple months? And if you actually like kind of under like make it very achievable, not like heart attack goal, then, um, you know, and are working with a professional to check in you. Like, I, I know that works. I, yes. I, I know it's achievable yeah. and, and proving to someone that, that smaller goals are achievable just expands the opportunity set and the horizon so much. Yeah.
1: yeah. And, and really what I, what I emphasize is, is S cubed, three S's small, simple sustainable. So if you want to know what the first recommendation I make for anybody is in terms of health, figure out how much water you need to be drinking every day. And, you know, I can tell you how to, how to start thinking about it, like start with this, and then you're going to go up or down from there based on how you're feeling. That's, that's how small and simple and sustainable a step needs to be for you to do it every day.
0: I'm assuming you then you don't like also put in 30 other steps like that
1: on the exactly. same day. Exactly. One, <laughs> literally one to two steps like that. Small, simple, sustainable. And then I'm going to ask you to do that for two weeks or one week. Whenever we get together again, we're going to check in. How did that go? Was it hard? What was the problem? What worked? What didn't? How, we, how can we keep doing it going forward? Okay. Now that you're drinking as much water as makes you feel good, add a, add a green leafy vegetable to every day. So if it's summertime, have a salad, if it's winter, throw some spinach in the soup that you're going to have. That's small, simple, and sustainable. And I, do that every day. Don't forget to keep drinking your water, but add this one little tiny step. We're already talking about the last step of the process, which is transform. And that's where transformation happens because the magic. you are doing yes, it's the magic. You've got these tiny little micro habits you're stacking them, you're layering them on top of each other. Believe me, it sounds crazy because what we want is instant gratification. But if you do that for a week and then you add one more tiny step and then one more tiny step and one more tiny step, you're going to see the magic happen because it's sustainable. Anybody can survive, like anybody can lose 10 pounds on a deprivation diet. That's not going to last. You can do it and you'll lose the weight and then you'll stop you'll go back to your bad habits and the weight will come back and all those pounds will bring their friends right so it's just this idea that do something that you can do for the rest of your life because it's so easy that's one of the questions i always ask my clients what would it look like if it were easy and i think it translates directly into what you're talking about what would it look like to be financially either sufficient or abundant <laughs> how would it look like if it were easy
0: yeah And it's the same, like a financial scarcity plan where you're just like, oh, you know, we're going to eat ramen for the month and that nobody needs new clothes. And um, it's actually like kind of building up a crescendo of failure because it's not building a sustainable world over the future. And also it's not preparing for emergencies or any, there's no wiggle room for life. And certainly I think with any great, um, professional relationship when it comes to both of our areas of the world, we want to integrate our advice into your life. We don't want you to remove yourself
1: from life yeah. or the, you, you know, you not the joys. Become me. <laughs> I'm not going to turn you into me. I'm going to, I'm going to help you become your healthiest self. And I think you brought up a really interesting point, which is we seem to have lost a sense of agency. We just mm. feel like, this is the way I am and it's my destiny, you know, especially with health. We're like, oh my gosh, I'm so unhealthy. Well, it's my genes. I can't do anything about it. Back up a second. Actually, you are exactly where you should be based on your health, your food and lifestyle choices up till today. What does that mean though? That means if you change those food and lifestyle choices going forward you will change your health, right? And there's now evidence that says, okay, you might be genetically predisposed to cancer and there are all kinds of things you can do to make sure that gene doesn't get switched. You can actually keep that gene from turning on by the food and lifestyle choices you make. 80% of our health problems, 80% of chronic disease is actually controllable through food and lifestyle changes, 80%.
0: So. I think that a agency isn't discussed enough and it's, it's, it's a concept that um, is often erased from advice for personal improvement. So I'm so glad that you brought that up. And then also I know that when people are given the opportunity to feel a sense of control, a sense of self and a sense of power, which is all, you know, fits in with agency, how good that makes you feel, even if the results aren't what you walked in the door expecting, you know, so yeah. um, you're, you know, you, you're able to live within your means, not completely, you know, it doesn't always completely change things, but the sense of power and control um, just reduces anxiety. I think increases, yeah. increases um, fulfillment. I don't know what you've seen in that transformation stage, but um. I just would mention that it's worth it, at least in my observations.
1: (laughs) And I love what you said about agency, that sometimes the result is not what we expect. And that's actually a place where you can start taking ownership is over your choices, even when you're making the not so good choice. So what I ask my clients to do is, okay, let's say that you've committed to cooking three nights a week. One of those nights comes... And you're, you just, you can't, you just don't have the time. So you're going to go and get takeout, make it a choice, say to yourself, I am choosing not to cook tonight, even though I know it's better for me. It's a choice that I'm making. You're reclaiming your agency over that choice, even though you're making the one that you didn't want to make. It's a choice. It's not like I'm just getting dragged along, sucked into this. I'm too busy to cook situation. It's I'm choosing not to do that today. Well, I didn't hear a lot of shame
0: in your voice tone when you <laughs> said that, because that's something else that we share is that there's so much shame. And I think that's a good segue into just so, oh. yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's just, that goes back to the shoulds, right? So yeah. as we enter this holiday season and we both, are i hope expressing i'm just so appreciative of this discussion and hear your hear how you bring a, a a desire for personal satisfaction and personal growth to the work that you do um how would you what would you tell your clients to be thinking about um this holiday season especially as it you know there's the you know narratives of overconsumption or you know All of that that goes with it. There's a script that's been written a thousand times before.
1: Those stories stories we tell ourselves. Yeah. Well, it's really about reclaiming your agency. And who says that the holidays start on Halloween and they last until the day after New Year's? It's a holiday, (laughs) not a holla week, not a holla month, not a holla year. It's a holiday. Right. So if you are going to um, have Thanksgiving dinner and you know that there's pie, have that pie and enjoy every last bite. And the next day, go back to what you're trying to achieve, make the better choices 50% of the time. Now, granted when there's leftover pie, there's breakfast, obviously. So no, no guilt, no shame, right? And when you do indulge, make sure that you enjoy it and then you don't beat yourself up afterwards. So I always ask my clients to look at their quote unquote failures. Don't like that word, haven't found a better one. Look at it with curiosity rather than judgment because there's a real difference between your inner voices saying, why did I do that again? And huh, why did I do that again? Think about when somebody blames you and judges you for something, your brain freezes. You just go into this like defensive mode and you you can't think of any reasons, right? But if the person says to you, oh, I wonder why this went off the rails, let's talk about it. Then you can say, Oh, well, you know, um, I didn't make good food choices because we went out to eat and we went to a restaurant that didn't have good choices. Done. The next time, how do you set yourself up for success? You say, hey guys, this time let's go to this place because I would like I would like to make a healthier choice.
0: Right. I love that advice. And also I think you're speaking to the, there's a shelf life for, you know, kind of your, um, your narrative about why things didn't go wrong in the past. And especially at the holiday time of year, where hopefully you have some special moments and traditions, whether they're remote or in person, yeah. hopefully you're in the moment and appreciating it and, and also appreciating the anticipation of special times and memories. And when you have those experiences, you can see the positive because, um, certainly if, um, your mindset makes a huge difference in your ability to have those transformations and to, and, and the fulfillment that you're seeking. And I want people to remember that this holiday season.
1: Yes. And definitely remember to stay present, stay in the moment, Yes, right? because we spend so much of our time worrying about the future and regretting the past that we don't stay in the moment and you know we're worried that we we have to cram all this in there's this fomo right like i got to cram all of this in because who knows if i'm going to have it in the future well, think about it this way. If you take care of yourself the rest of the year and you enjoy yourself on Thanksgiving and Christmas and new year's, you are going to have a lot more time to enjoy it. You're not going to be chronically ill and die young of a heart attack. If you're taking care of yourself so that you do have those special times. So stay present, enjoy the moment and make better choices the rest of the time.
0: Well, I think that's the perfect way to leave it. I have, um, A lot of gratitude and appreciation this Thanksgiving week for you, Lisa, and also for our audience. Um, Happy Thanksgiving. We appreciate you. It's been another wonderful year to be doing this podcast and sharing special conversations like the one we had today. So I am in this moment just filled with gratitude and hope that you can find those moments for, you know, kind of boosting yourself up this week and um, filling your heart with a little bit of joy. Thanks Lisa.
1: Thanks Thanks for having me, Melissa.
0: You can access our first two seasons of this podcast on our website at www.pearlplan.com or on Spotify. If you're interested in learning more about Pearl Planning, feel free to sign up for our newsletter also found on our website.